Everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We're up to episode 631. This is being recorded on June 2, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hallstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. That was dramatic. <laughs> you can find out when we go live for things like this, pcper.com slash subscribe. Join our mailing list. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pcper. Become a pcper patron of the arts. I always ask Brett at this point, do you have any updates on the Patreon? You know, indeed that I... Indeed I do. And I just want to just say thanks very much to all the uh, patron members out there because without you guys, this kind of doesn't happen. So really appreciate it. And uh, if anybody goes in and changes their name or changes their pledge during the show, uh, we put the hard breaks on the show when that happens because I'll get an email about that and we'll read pretty much whatever you're going to write in your name. Um, We've discovered that we'll read a lot of things that probably we shouldn't read. So. You know, you don't need to test that theory, but, you know, you, you can try. We do have two new patrons, uh, and I'd like to say a great thanks to uh, Lawrence Adams. Way to go. I think that uh, Lawrence has discerning tastes deciding to back this environment. Very good. Golf clap for you, sir. Thank you. And uh, for tonight's uh, finale... Uh, this person's decided that their name is most appropriately called Josh's Warm Moist Buns. Mm. If hey, I they do look a little sting. shiny when I take a picture of them on Wednesday. Okay. <clears throat> yes. I don't just, know if it's just, just the Galaxy S9 adding some extra down. things. Yeah. Josh's, it might be a beauty filter. I'll Josh's flatten it out. Do you use a beauty moist. filter on your buns, Josh? I will vouch that you Josh have does not know how to use filters. He looks pretty good right now. I mean, whatever filter he's using. Um, speaking of Josh. Moving on from Josh's warm, moist and buns. And photos other... taken with his Galaxy uh, S9. Is it an S9? It's still a reasonable camera on Very that thing camera. as compared yeah. to even, uh, you know, new stuff. I miss mine. Okay, speaking of all that, Josh, please all that. take it away. Laramie, Wyoming. Burger of the week. Well, pains me to say it, but at the same time, I'm a little elated. There was no burger of the week. Instead, I the burger special was the same one as last week, and I've I just didn't want more pineapple, as it's kind of wasted on me anyway. But that's another discussion. I wasn't going to mention it. But uh, instead, I, I, I got 12 smoked chicken wings with the angry buffalo sauce. Mm. Now, you think that those are just charred. Well, they're not really charred. Yes. It's, just, it's just the angry buffalo sauce. That they kind of fried on already these nicely smoked chicken wings. If you've never had smoked chicken wings... You're missing something because, yeah, you think, oh, that's, that's charcoal burned on the outside. But you take a no, bite that's in. A smoke and, ring. Yeah, everything is perfectly done on the inside. And you get that sweet, smoky flavor combined with nice and spicy, angry buffalo sauce. And I don't use ranch 
or blue cheese. And I imagine people in Buffalo are pissed about that, not having blue cheese. But you know what? I like my smoked, angry buffalo wings just as they are. I find that that blue cheese and ranch just cut the heat too much. And and you you miss a lot of the subtleties of the flavor mm-hmm. of the smoking. And then of course you notice I, I had to get a salad this time. I just I just couldn't do fries with that many wings. And if you're a Midwesterner, you will realize that that's that's Dorothy Lynch salad dressing. And if you've never had Dorothy Lynch, well, you're missing something quite good. Oh. And that's mm. my chicken wings of the week. I have never had Dorothy. Were those croutons? Yeah. I've never, okay. I don't even know what Dorothy Lynch salad dressing is, and I'm from the You're kidding. It sounds exotic. I guess it, maybe it's a Nebraska, Iowa. Maybe it's a plain state thing. It could be. <clears throat> Josh, I just want to let you know that almost every sentence I was mentally finishing or tacking on to the end of what you were saying is between my moist, warm buns. No, no, there were no moist, warm buns this week. Hmm. Actually, just no buns at chafed, all. Not yet. rough, dry. Mm. Yeah. Still, I was having a mental funny about the whole thing. So, well, thanks for that. I'm glad. Yeah. Are we all in the right frame of mind to talk about? Okay, there's a bunch of stuff going on. No, I'm just thinking about the chicken maybe, wings. Maybe just maybe just one more. Okay, just another moment. As mm. you know, virtual Computex, right. Computex Virtual, <laughs> has been going on. AMD had the keynote. Nvidia has gone out there and announced stuff. Intel had something. Um, but let's focus on AMD and NVIDIA tonight. NVIDIA. I will, I will lead off because we have a, a launch day review to share. But first, let's just look at what preceded it. We had a news story. This was late in the night on, I think technically it was still May 31st into June 1st. NVIDIA announces the GeForce RTX 30 Series TI cards, the 3080 TI and the 3070 TI. Long rumored, we'd seen leaked cards, boxes, any number of things. Leaked and leaked and leaked again. So it's it, it was official. And if you look at what they announced, they announced a 3080 Ti that is just a bit behind a 3090 in the specs department until you get to the memory, which is cut in half. And we've talked about this before. We've talked about 3080 Ti rumors for a while. Pricing is what we hadn't heard officially. And they're million dollars. Who knows? I mean, the, the launch price is eleven ninety nine, but we know that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and then the thirty seventy Ti will launch at five ninety nine. A, a noticeable thing here is those uh, TDPs. Is how do you take the same architecture and make it faster? Well, generally speaking, you throw a bunch of cores at it or increase the clock speeds. In this case, TGP. Goes from 220 with 3070 to 290 with a 3070 Ti, and then it goes from 320 with the 3080 to 350 with a 3080 Ti, and that's the same TGP as a 3090. So and it's the oh, same GPU. This is all GA 102 stuff. <clears throat> so that was June 1st that we had this news. So and, long ago, and I had one of these cards. For a few days before this. So we we had the ability to do a little bit of testing and stuff in advance. I did some additional tests this morning because I screwed up and did the wrong resolution on something. And here it is. 
The 3080 Ti Founders Edition review. These are the, the, the reviews that are going up today. 3080 Ti. 3070 Ti launches officially next week. So expect, I'm sure, reviews from everybody then. So I, I, I had the simple question going into this review. Is a 3080 Ti simply a 3090 minus 12 gigabytes? Because the specs are really close. Really close. If you actually look at them compared to each other now, 3090 here on the left, 3080 Ti just to the right of it. The difference is two SMs, which lowers the CUDA core count from 10,496 to 10,240. And then your texture unit and tensor core count goes down by eight. Ray tracing cores, of course, there's one per SM, so it goes from 82 to 80. Clock speeds are a little down as well. And then, of course, you have half the memory. The memory's also clocked a little slower. It's the same um, effective 19 gigabit per second rate of the 3080, not the 19.5 of the 3080, or 3090, sorry. And then the 3080 Ti also share. It's very confusing because some of the specs are similar to the 3080. Some of them are a lot more similar to the 3090. The memory interface is 384-bit GDDR6X which matches the 3090. So even with the slightly lower rate, effective rate, you're only losing a little bit of memory bandwidth. It goes from 936 to 912 gigabytes per second. So the same TGP, 350 watts, and then theoretically $300 cheaper. Yeah, but let, let's look at the price differential between the 3080 and the 3080 Ti okay. and just wonder, you know, does that match up to the performance Five. difference? Five. for two gigs of memory. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Five. Okay, so, you know, here's here's the thing. Here's their skewed sense of reality. Skews? You know, this is is closer to the 3090, so it should be priced closer to that. But let's ignore that it's less than 10% faster most on everything than... A 3080, which officially is MSRP 699. I bet they regret that. that. Gig memory <laughs> and the extra, the extra components needed to uh, get that 384 bit memory bus to run. I mean, obviously, it's hundreds of dollars per card, and by that, I'm I'm being sarcastic because the cooler and the PCB, I think, is is it. Similar to the 3080 Founders Edition? Uh, this doesn't yeah. seem like it's as big as the 3090. If you, if you find one of the, the posts I did about the same time you put mm-hmm. up yours, uh, there's a picture of a 3080 and a 3080 Ti right next to, or a 3090 and a 3080 Ti right next to each other. Uh-huh. And are they identical? Or is the no, 3080 uh, no. Ti smaller? The, there's, You're killing me. The, the suspense is I'm killing waiting. us. I'm waiting. Okay. There is absolutely no difference physically between the 3080 and the 3080 Ti. Except that, that, for that two much, things. Crap. And I go into That's excruciating detail in the review. Dollars. Listen, you, Josh. It's 350 watt TDP. TGP. There, are, there were some yep. major changes. Forget about the changes made under the hood. Let's talk. I said, talk about deja vu. This card is exactly the same. But no, it's not. I get into <laughs> crucial design differences. Crucial dun, design dun, difference dun. number one. The eight 
The eight in 3080 has been adjusted. It is no longer upside down. If you're if you're oh. aware of this, every 3080 Founders Edition card, the larger circle of the eight was actually on the top. That has been fixed. That's wrong. That's that was wrong. Boy, that, thank God. Difference that number almost, two. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at this IO backplate. Do you notice anything? Okay. It's okay. chrome. It's previously yes. previously oh, it, it was a black. powder coat black matte finish. So yeah. and I go on uh, additionally there's another paragraph here the audacity of this move the shiny chrome backplate is difficult to put into words. I'm sure this backplate just- finish modification will divide a lot of people but I can see both sides of this crucial issue such as the potential for scratching the black finish on the original disaster averted. Oh, and don't worry the 12-pin power connector is back. Whew. It, I, I will... I will oh, thank God. Just look here. I'll, I'll show you. I'll I am glad that you here. covered the important parts yeah, of this. I go into excruciating detail. This is the 3090... Or, sorry, 3080 Ti. This is the 3080 Ti. I'll prove it. You can you can read it. It's upside down. Yeah, there sorry. I always forget oh, that. It's I, printed the other I, way. I couldn't tell that was an 8. Okay, it's, I get it now. It's... Yep. It's the same size. I feel like the color might be just a little bit closer to the reference 3090 because the 3090s had a little bit more of a brownish, goldish hue bronze? than just a straight. Yeah, mm. than just a straight. Like an antiqued, antiqued bronze, perhaps? Yeah, the, I should have gone into that in the review, too. I could always add another paragraph about the design. You should. It's, it's exactly the same as the 3080 physically, which is mm-hmm. interesting because uh, the 3090 needed such a bigger cooler... But apparently this doesn't. Yes. I know. Like you have yeah. half as much memory to cool, but I don't know. Yeah, because that extra 12 gigs is is just going to be killer, isn't it? Yeah, and that, you know, two SMs gets hot. All right, so USMs I've got dead. I've got things to say, but I'm I'll I'll, I'll save the angry rant till after you finish. Okay, and we can look. I only did a few benchmarks. There's like six benchmarks in this review. There's not a whole lot to say other than there's a difference, like you said. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of about 10% faster than a 3080. And it's still about 5% slower than a 3090 across the board. But it's about 70% more expensive. Okay, but if you, and I will, okay, there's, yeah, there's can, a problem. In theory, I, if you could actually buy yeah. one in a perfect world. I was a little, I was honestly a little surprised when I was reading the, the you know, because I know that YouTube algorithms, they favor negative headlines. So everybody does like a negative review now. But, uh, the fact that people are are looking only at the 3080, I guess it makes sense because this is a 3080 Ti. This is really a 3090 Lite. It's a very slightly slower 3090 with half the memory. So you'd think, well, whatever price that you know 12 gigabytes of memory is, that's what you cut down. It, I, I'm probably not making any sense or any uh, friends here, but. It's 22% cheaper than a 3090, and it's 5% slower. So when I look at it at the high end, it seems like a great deal. If you look at it at the low end, but it's so much more expensive than a 3080, which it is. So what do you want? Do you want this to be 22% cheaper than the 3090 for essentially the same gaming performance? Or do you want it to be this incredible gaming card for what, $100 more than a 3080 and be the savior of mankind because it's got a hash rate limiter and is widely available. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I'd like it to be available, first off, which isn't going to happen. 
But yeah. what is the point of the 3090 at this point? Well, this is the weird thing. If you had stuck something in the middle. I don't think they're going to keep making the 3090. Because in the Why announcement for the 3080 Ti, it was proclaimed, the 3080 Ti is our new gaming... It's, it gaming is our gaming King. flagship card. Oh, and so you know, they said they King. The 3090 as their gaming flagship card, so you can't define that twice, right? So it, it okay. Well, it's weird. Here, here's the thing about the 3090. Okay. At the price point and the memory, it is getting bought up by machine learning people left and right. Hmm. And so you can and actually say it's been a Titan you all can, along. It's a Titan. Okay. I know. Yes. Yeah, just call the damn thing the Titan because that really is what it was. Is it's it wasn't really made to be a gaming card. I mean, the performance over a 3080 did not really justify its price. But if you're going to be running that thing 24-7, doing machine learning, deep learning, whatever, uh, that extra memory space was key. And when you use NVLink, you could have 48 gigs of memory that's available for your application. And let me tell you, it needed it. The stuff that we do, having two of those has 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 it skyrocketed our workloads over a 2080 Ti that we had previously, and uh, you know NVLink together. I mean, there is there is, I can see the pricing and the use case for it. I wish they had probably just called it, you know, the Titan RTX or whatever. I, I or there was already a Titan RTX, but anyway, um, do that. And also, 3080 Ti should have been a thousand dollar product. If it had been a thousand dollar product, people would have been like, "Hey, I can see that." You know, it's got half the memory, so the the machine learning people are not as excited about it because these things take up a lot of space, and having local memory of that amount is huge. We had a guy who worked with an eight gig card, and he had to break up his workload so much that it just—I mean, it was—it was, it was not, almost not worth it to run it on a GPU. Almost. I mean, it was still faster, but. It was a lot more intensive. And when you suddenly get up to 48 gigs of addressable by using NVLink, it opened up new worlds to everyone. And I can understand having a $1,500 card at that because it really is a professional usage type card. And I do not begrudge them that. And plus, the actual construction itself, (laughs) the Founders Edition, it was a bigger card. And it had better cooling. And, you know, it was kind of just a kick-ass thing. And I realized, you know, some people got it for gaming. And, and I, again, I do not begrudge them. But the price for this is is really just a slap at the face of, of consumers. I know I'm not making any friends at NVIDIA, and I apologize for this, Sebastian, Brett. But well, it, you, it you just... You apologize. All right, fine. Uh, no, anyway, do, it's, it's the garbage. We live Hi, in Brian. a place where Hi. nobody can get anything... And it's just like, here's another thing. Oh, by the way, it's 1200 bucks, and good luck in getting it anyway. It would have been more than... <laughs> how much, Josh, how much is a 6900 XT? And don't tell me it's a couple hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, it's $2,000. Yeah. Right. Stupid. So it's that's, stupid. that's the price of a 6900 XT. What is the price of a, of a 3090? It's like 2500 bucks. Yeah. yeah, it is. So... To announce yeah. this at eleven ninety nine, it doesn't mean okay. Anything. Eventually, eventually, things will get back to normal. Whether it be well, a fall or below winter. that, 
will not go below yeah, it's that. Still, it's still, you know, oh yeah, now that you we have things available, you know, we're still have jacked up the price of, of a thirty eighty up to eight fifty. Because let me yeah. tell you, I was really ecstatic about the thirty eighty when it came out because I thought that that was a price correction across the board. Here you had what thirty fifty to fifty percent performance increase over a twenty eighty yeah. Ti. 2080 yeah, yeah. Ti was an $1,100 product, and they put that down to 699. I thought they did a great thing for their customers, for their industry. They're not losing money off of it, and then, yeah, it just has turned around because I mean, even MSRP of the cheapest things are nowhere near 699. I mean, you're you're going to be lucky to find it online for 899, and that's going to be. You know, a fairly basic 950 for, you know, an, for the win uh, from EVGA. It just, I mean, I'm, I'm just angry. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a great day. And so, of course, you know, I, if it had been a better day, I, I might have a little bit more rosy view of it. But so no, is no, it, it's no, not. Think, that I think I think you deserve awesome. to have this attitude on it. I, I don't think it's. Yeah, no, I think that it's it's yeah. it's uh, you know, it's customers will remember. Um, okay. You're gonna have to do something spectacular. Well, you know, to Josh, to I get think back. you and, and you know what? That... So I yeah, think it's I don't know. Is it fair to say that they misjudged this move uh, because uh, if they were only looking at the high end, like if I only look at it that way and say it's 22 percent yes. cheaper than a 3090 and it has five percent lower performance, what's the problem here? But then customers are looking at this, obviously. This, the sentiment across the world, apparently, since this morning has been, this is shit. This price is way too high. It's an F you to customers. And I'm like, okay, I guess I wasn't looking from the bottom up. I was looking from the top down. But the $1,500 3090 was this elitist you know, statement. It's like an exotic car. You don't need it. It's not If you were doing machine learning. If you were well, doing that's, professional that's totally stuff, application 24 gigs of memory absolutely made sense. Sure. But for gamers to suddenly say that, you know, AMD put out, you know, a 16 gig card and we realized that uh, 24 gigs is a little bit much, doesn't actually add anything. So what we're going to do is put out a professional gaming card at, what, 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 sorry, what was it? Uh, just under 10, 15% less than the 3090? 20% less than the 3090? 20, it's 22%, 22. 22%. 22% less than the 3090. And we're going to bump it up to 12. We're going to add 2 gigs of memory. We're going to make every other spec just about the same as the uh, 3090. Uh, the RT cores, the tensor units, everything is within a hand's throw. If it's not the same, it's within 2 to 256. And we're going to charge and they're releasing immense this. amount of money for it. In the middle of a releasing play. this eight months, sorry, releasing this eight months after the initial, you know, 3080, 3090 launch, right? Yeah. And so they've improved on yields, they, mm-hmm. they've improved on bins, and the bill of materials that they add, you know, the, the addition to the bill of materials is not going to be much. I mean, GDDR6X is still more expensive, but it's not $200 more expensive. It's not. $100 more expensive. It's like, what, 55 bucks a chip, maybe? Yeah. I, I don't know. Pro- probably less than that. Um, and then you're going to have uh, extra electrical components around there to uh, to 
you'd supply the extra uh, memory lanes. And uh, but otherwise, it's it's identical, 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 even with the cooling. And you're bumping up the cooling by thirty watts. All right, let's let's put some graphs up on the screen so people can look at something other than our faces while we continue to debate. Yeah, this how about issue. Oh, thank God some because you look at the numbers. Here's a synthetic. Here's yeah. a times by extreme. It's four K. By the way, yes. I just want to I also want to applaud you, including the 1080 Ti. Oh, thanks. Someone pointed out that they had appreciated that, and I just wanted to call attention to it. So thanks well, for doing that. Well, it was the that. flagship not too long ago, and a lot of people still have it. So I, I have think a lot, a lot of people, people are still, still running it. Yeah, a 1080 Ti and a 5700 XT should be on every chart because people are still using these cards. Anyway, That's still in my, fact, you can, my... if you buy a brand new Alienware gaming system right now, you can actually get it with a 5700 XT. You can get a <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the, the 3090 that we have, we don't have a Founders Edition. We have an overclocked MSI Supreme card, which is faster than stock by a couple percentage points. So bear that in mind. But anyway, if you look at Times by Extreme, just the graphics score, you go from 88.27 with a 3080 to 98.87. It's more than 1,000 points higher with a 3080 Ti. And the 3090 gets... 10,455. So we're talking 1,060 points above, and then it's 568 points below. So it sits in the middle. It's not halfway. I've seen remarks saying that it's only halfway between the two cards, and it's this much more money. It's not halfway. It's like three-quarters of the way to A3090. It's not halfway. But anyway, Metro Exodus, 4K, high, DirectX 12. You go from 75 frames a second with the 3080 to 84 with the TI, which is just below the 88 from the 3090. So we're talking about, you know, 4.2 frames per second, slower than a 3090, and 11% faster than a 3080. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, 4K, 12, DX12, hi. You have 3090 at 116 frames per second. You have the 3080 TI at 107. You have the 3080 at 100. So this one actually does sit in the middle, and I think I have kind of an outlier result here because I actually saw, I think it was... PC Gamer had the 3080 Ti higher. Uh, Maybe not this. A game. lot of them did, yeah. Yeah, and some certain games. You'd think, well, sometimes the lower end card will be faster, but this one also has slower clocks. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this. But did you have bar enabled? No, that's the other thing. I haven't done any rebar testing. This is all completely because I, I think that a lot of uh, review sites are actually enabling that because I've noticed a lot of them are using AMD platforms. They're not mentioning yep. it. Which would be nice if I'm linking to you. Could you tell me whether or not bar is enabled? So when and the problem ask is, me, I would have had to have a lot more time over the holiday to do additional testing if I were to do that because the legacy tests that I have in here, like you know, obviously don't series, have bar and don't have can't. bar, so I have to retest anything that's compatible with it. Yeah, uh, how's that bar working on 1080 Ti? <laughs> yeah, if you look at <laughs> RTX tests, here's Wolfenstein. Young, so what? Wolfenstein Young Blood, <laughs> RTX on. You, it's the gap is pretty small, 137 and a half frames per second with the T, the TI versus 144.3 with 3090. It's a decent gain. It's about 10 percent faster. Again, it's almost exactly 10 percent faster than a non-TI. Here's BMI, Bright My Memory Infinite Benchmark. It's a standalone benchmark. It's very tough. I have to lower this down to 1440 to get good frame rates at the very high preset, and it's about four frames per second slower. Than a 3090 and six frames per second faster than a 3080. So it's a little bit better than halfway. 
Anyway, mm. it's it, it hit 1935 megahertz consistently <clears throat> peak. It drew 354.1 total watts. That's total board power. So right, it's right there at its TGP. It's going to pull the whole thing. And the cooler is smaller. I mean, this is basically a 3090 with a 3080 cooler. So even in these short runs, the temperatures taken from this 10x iteration Metro Exodus benchmark thing that I run to get the frequencies, it hit 77.5 degrees and 84.9 hotspot in a room in like the mid to high 70s. I don't have any AC on right now. So it was 25.4 in the room. And the core was 77.5. Ah, uh. That's, and and that's, that was a thing. It's too bad you that's, don't have a 3090 founders because it would be really cool to kind of superimpose those two on I'm, top of each yeah. other. These are higher no, temperatures than I saw with a 3080 for sure. A lot mm, of the okay. reviews that I saw where they were seeing the uh, TI hit the 3090, they were cooling the hell out of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. They were making sure that the thermal throttling wasn't a thing. And, you I mean, we're coming into summer. It's 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 going. I mean, to be it's a spring thing. here in Laramie. It just snowed and snow today. The other day, right? Did like two days yeah, ago or something? Two weeks ago. Whatever. Yeah, we went from nice and well, rainy. Well, did to... sleet on Sunday. That that counts. Oh, sleet. Damn. I miss sleet. My conclusion, by the way, is uh, it, all things being equal, if everything is available at MSRP, buy a thirty sixty Ti. That's still the best card in the lineup. If you can opinion. find one. Yeah, three ninety nine. Right. At three ninety nine, that's, that's such a great card if it existed remember at three ninety nine. Remember when we thought it was kind of weird that they released it? Who was this for? It's like, oh, it's for people that can just afford to upgrade a card. Yeah, it's it's the perfect card at the right price for people who coming off it's if it's don't significantly have faster than say a fifty seven hundred XT. And yeah. it's a small, quiet card. Be a great drop in upgrade for a lot of people. Doesn't exist at that price. It's it's like three or four times as much because it turns out that the original 3060 Ti is the number one card. The last time I looked, the number one card for mining, like in everybody's charts. Oh, the rankings like price, performance, hash rate, total power. So you just can't buy them. So it, it, if Bitcoin continues to crash further and further down like it has been in recent weeks, then maybe you can actually buy one again. I don't think a lot of... I don't know, I saw, yeah, 30... 30 I saw 3070 for sale today. We got the little thing from Fix It, Fix It, Fix It. And uh, it was directly from the Asus store. And I think it was 699 So even Asus from their direct store is adding $200 to the MSRP. And it's one of their tough things. So, I mean, you're, you're going to get some some higher number, you know, some higher uh, pricing due to it just kind of being more special than than a, you know, stock basic one, but not $200. It's just, we just, we live in stupid times. So stop buying freaking GPUs. Yeah. Don't it's encourage awful. them. I'm not even hungry, so I can't. I can't claim I'm hangry. Just no, you're just, just angry. Done. Hey, uh, done. Brett, I think we've we've gone on this subject long enough. It might be time to, uh, to hear from our first sponsor this week. 
Imagine no crowds and no waiting. Clear is the touchless way to keep you moving through airports, stadiums, and other venues. Using Clear can help you move through security with speed and confidence. Over 5.5 million people are using Clear for faster entry today, and you can too. Enrollment is quick and easy. Head over to clearme.com pcper and then use our offer code pcper. Get your first two months free. They even have friendly ambassadors to help you finish the process so you can start using Clear right away. Get back out there and start traveling again. Use Clear to help you get back to what you love faster. Use our link at clearme.com slash pcper that's c-l-e-a-r-m-e dot com slash pcper and use our code pcper for your first two months free all right we are back and you know amd was at computex as well and they had a lot to say their main event going through the press release here featured new rx 6000 mobile graphics cards the Advantage program for laptops, AMD Advantage laptops, and more information about FSR, Fidelity FX Super Resolution. So the, the flagship of the mobile lineup is going to be the 6800M. This is a 40 CU product with 12 gigs of GDDR6, 96 megabytes of infinity cache, so not quite the full 128 so this is a essentially a, a sixty seven hundred detuned. That's probably accurate, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not detuned all that much. Instead of two point four nope. gigahertz up to two point five, it's two point three. So that's a that's a nicely tuned little chip. Maybe if I could go back to one thing, if you want to buy a GPU, get it in a laptop. Or in a pre-built, then you'll yes. actually get kind of close to MSRP. Yes, oh, you're right about that. Sadly, at least Alienware just put right out now. some new ones. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah, of it's, laptops, it's, it's, I know AMD awesome laptops. That, the AMD Advantage Design Framework, Josh, and look at this beautiful mm-hmm. ROG. So the Advantage Framework is just AMD working with partners, leveraging their RT RX not RTX, RX 6000M series mobile graphics, Radeon software, and 5000 series mobile processors. This kind of sounds like Centrino, but if you have an all AMD gaming system, it's not Centrino, it's Advantage. Mm. I, there might be Did, some other prerequisites. I don't know if there's a, uh, what does it say? That, like, well, there does is. Does it have to have high refresh? Does it have to well, have high brightness? One of, the, one of the cool ones that I happen to stumble across for this was that they have a, a temperature limit for the uh wasset keys as to how hot the maneuvering keys can possibly oh, get. Oh right, I saw that. Like forty degrees C max. <laughs> yes. Like the I think that's, has to be good it's enough. Like, oh, you guys are like trying. <laughs> so that's that's good. And and, and then I'm yes. I'm scrolling here and we also I'm, have I'm not, a, I'm not crapping on it. Resolution, which, you know, in this graphic, look at the performance increase. What I think is interesting is as we go from 49 FPS native all the way up to 150 FPS in the performance mode, which is impossible to tell in the still because it's kind of this murky area of the water. But since this is compatible not only with AMD, but with NVIDIA GPUs as well, and they were showcasing the performance, they were showcasing the performance improvement with a GTX 1060 during the presentation. This is just the, the gotcha. The gotcha okay. to this is that it's really only in Godfall, and that 
Uh, their <laughs> expectation is that oh, and this is here's let me let me drop the other shoe. I'm okay. going to take it from a great a great height and and let it fall gracefully wherever it may. But is that their expectation? To, but, but wait, before right. you get too harsh, remember AMD is the official graphics partner of Apple for their entire Intel powered machines. So please be gentle. Noted. Okay, so just to drop that shoe, they expect Nvidia to encompass their framework on all for all the other games that they can possibly be be supported on or whatever has to be done to get it supported and that's that's not a bad GPU. idea because they essentially had to uh hack the nvidia drivers to get fsr to work i and agree with you their yes. business is not making drivers for nvidia Never no, no, time. I mean, doing them own. I, I, on their own. They, I mean, they, they, they have enough problems on, on their own. Yeah. But it is sort of funny to think about. And a lot of people sort of got this wrong because they were out there like, oh, and they're going to support What a kudo. You know, they're really going to own them on this. That's supported on all, you know, NVIDIA cards. No, no, no. <laughs> that is not exactly well, They're trying true. to put pressure on NVIDIA to support it, which, of course, will never happen. Yeah, that's what Maybe. I mean, I mean well, what has happened with FreeSync? Yes. Kind of, yeah, because they did the, the yes. compatibility. Vulcan! Vulcan! <laughs> Here's the thing. Is, okay. We'll hear a lot more about FSR as we actually get hands-on with it, but... It's, yeah, it's but you know, do not confuse it. Do not confuse it with DLSS, because they're right two about totally different compute very uh, regimes. And yep. DLSS 2.0 is... is PFM, pure freaking magic, yep. as far as I'm concerned, and uh, AMD is nowhere near that. I mean, you're you're going to get some super, you know, resolution type stuff, but it's not going to be the same at all. Uh, but it, you know, it it's still going to give an improvement of you know, you know, double the performance for you know, ninety to ninety five percent of the quality as compared to DLSS, which does some strange freaking things to potentially even increase increase visual quality and so i'm, I'm not trying to be an nvidia shill here but no no you're right you know we, we've got right. to keep these things in, in a little bit of perspective it's great that amd is doing this it's great that they're opening up i know that uh uh kyle from hard ocp asked raja if if they'll be embracing it and and he kind of gave a somewhat positive answer you know it was still political mm. and you know it didn't confirm anything but it's like we're going to try to give our consumers the best experience they can and if that involves you know using fsr then you were opening to to these open environments there's a big difference between raster interpolation and the deep learning part of dlss which is really yeah. key to understand yeah. D dlss can do things that you cannot do in the raster realm it actually can invent things based upon its it's uh, i i, I want to say precognition nature of its neural network to understand details that aren't even there in in the pixel space and that's what i mean when i say raster wait so this is like the uh, soap opera mode of tvs is that what you're saying is it it creates i don't know that aren't there no that's true dlss can understand detail needs to be in a certain area that isn't necessarily there okay. from okay. the okay. raster Enough about DLSS. we're not talking about dlss yeah. We we're talking about uh, AMD at Cosmetex. And guess what else they have? Because we got more. Guess what else they There's have? There's more. They're bringing <gasps> oh, the 5,000 series more. to the retail <gasps> channel. This is not surprising. 
But, I mean, they didn't bring the 4000 series to the retail channel, so I guess it's nice that the 5000 will be. Because as of today, the only one you can buy, the highest end one you can buy is the 3400G. And that was a... Yeah, that was was annoying. A special import from China, right? No, that's the 4000 series stuff. But you could also also get one of the... Like uh, Ian, of course, got a 5000 series, did some testing on it by buying it from a supplier over there. But... Uh, the pricing is interesting. It's pretty, it's pretty high for an All APU. Right. This is kind of the. Uh, I mean, you can. I'm sure everybody will excuse yeah, well, this. Who's still dumping on a video? People are starved for GPUs right now. Three hundred fifty-nine dollars. So. An APU for the 5700G. Remember, yeah. previous high end APUs ago. were like 150 bucks. Yeah. And now two years this would not have flown. Two hundred, but in this market, dollars in this market, kind of like, mm, it's not. That you're getting a, essentially stop. a thirty-seven. No, you're getting a. No, is it Zen three? I can't remember. Well, would you rather a slap on the ass or a poke well, no, in the eye, John? It's Zen. It's Zen three because it compares favorably with the fifty-six hundred and the yeah. fifty-eight hundred. They're very, very close. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very close to a fifty-eight hundred. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so when you're looking at pure CPU performance, and you get reasonable integrated graphics thrown in guess what it's the same vega stuff all over again you know, but it's but still slap on the ass compared to vega. open the eye but it's processed and it's only it's processed 65 no- watts well it's reduced so it's a little bit more efficient it has eight instead of 10 or something or 10 instead of okay 12. but you yeah, could it's... buy the 2200g or the 3200 if that's was still the number for like oh, if you can find them, hundred dollars and base your system well, around it and wait for a GPU. And now this is like, oh, two fifty nine is the entry level. But APU they're not now. doing a three series because of the silicon shortage. They just there's no room in the fab. No, they just jump through. Why would you not and, sell the higher margin item if you can only sell well, one? Sell the higher margin item, right? I mean, this is a well, public company. It makes yeah. sense. But the prices are up. So they got their margin by raising and you the price. Might yeah, the thirty-four hundred is margins. a twelve-nanometer product from Global Foundries. Yeah. So there's oh, there's is. no problem with wafer space there. Thirty-four hundred. Interesting. G is is twelve yeah. nanometer Global Foundries. Production-wise, that's probably cheaper to make. You got a point there. So yeah, no, they're, yeah, the they're looking at this from was the Zen two. No, the bean counters are looking at that and saying, you know, yeah, no, it, it actually makes sense to do this because we can charge what we want. And I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying this is what it is. So why not skip it? Why don't you just go straight for this? It's actually probably cheaper for us to make. Uh, Intel's G or Z is in extremely limited supply, just like we are. So why the hell not go for it? Why the hell not? Okay, so and oh, and did it's you notice PCI Express 3.0. Yeah, maybe it's 3.0. Did you notice they're also going to be bringing this to phones? Yes, and I put that link in here. <laughs> the end gauge is coming back. Let's quickly, before we get that far, it was something else they demonstrated at Computex. Josh, I know you're all about this. Stacked. Ooh, 3D. Stacked. Oh, sexy. Yes. Think of like all this the cash you can put in the same footprint. By far the most impressive thing that we have seen yet at Computex. And there's multiple yeah. reasons. One, 
getting it to work and having a stacking technology of this nature at this speed that is going to be available. Well, they're going to start producing at the end of this year. It's impressive. Secondly, AMD planned for this years ago. So they didn't make any changes to the 5000 series chiplets to be able to support it. It already had everything designed in to be able to work is a 3D stacked product. This has been in the books for years, and this is so forward-looking for AMD, it's not even funny, because sure, Intel had that Point Vicio thing, which is essentially just you know a bunch of chips all together, which AMD has kind of previously done with you know, Vega and uh, whatever the one was before it um, with the uh, the uh, Interposer and uh, HBM. I mean, they've been doing that for years. And even though Intel's was, you know, more complex with a lot more chips and and uh, some other, you know, speed um, areas within AMD still had done it. So AMD is going to have one of the first desktop level. We haven't heard anything about Epic yet. And uh, everything kind of points to this being a, a the desktop refresh the, where this is going to be the Zen 3 Plus, except there were no changes to Zen 3. They're just adding uh, extra processing to, one, smooth down and, and, and make the, the silicon tinier, uh, thinner, so they can put this, you know, shaved portion of, of, of 64 megs of... Uh, cache l3 sram cache on there and then uh two other little uh thermal uh components that that will you know make it all the same height as as the regular chiplet and the io so you don't have to change anything about your cooling infrastructure or the uh the heat spreader because they're all the same size and uh they've made those other two parts thermally conducive they say it doesn't radically affect uh power consumption it does not increase heat performance because sram typically does not produce nearly as much heat as the actual cores themselves doing the work and so that thermal material that's sitting over the cores is whisking the heat away uh just as well as as the 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 native silicon that would usually be there so you're not even really getting uh an increase in uh in heat and so yeah, this is this is me coming around from my NVIDIA rant in that AMD had some real positive things. And uh, yeah, I guess that we'll expect to see this in Q1 of 2022. And then Zen 4, I originally thought would be a May-June price before this was announced. Uh, no, it looks like that will be at the end of 2022. So they're going to have this caching technology which in games which love cache uh you're looking at a 15 percent cpu boost uh there will be other um applications out there which will heavily utilize l3 cache and you're just going to get a nice boost uh regular stuff maybe two three four five percent at max but in those really rough scenarios where it will be doing lots of cash accesses and it will be able to store stinking 96 megs of memory 
on a chiplet. And when you look at, you know, like the 5900 and 5950, which are two chiplets, you've got an extra 128 megs of L3 cache. I mean, when did you upgrade your computer to 128 megs back in 1998? It's just, <laughs> it's just ludicrous. Yeah, that was I had uh, yeah, it was not cash. Sun, sun servers the size of a refrigerator that actually had that in it. <laughs> would have been about yeah. it. Is there any uh, technical comparison you can make between Intel's Foveros or Favoros to their three D chip I stacking technique? Um, I, I couldn't tell you just because I'm not as familiar with. Um, I don't. I, I mean, those are all essentially test chips so far i mean they have nothing that's in yeah production. it's so far away it's so far away from production here we yeah. have amd going like yeah. yeah we're rolling it out it's happening and they're like yeah we're working with tsmc they have a chip stacking technology and that's, we're going to start yeah. working on that in november december i think Surprise! that's yeah, pretty much that's the key thing to say is like oh yeah. my gosh they're so far ahead oh my gosh intel's chiplets are coming soon but i don't think they're going to be stacked Coming Not soon. Yet. That's isn't that Intel's new new phrase? You at, uh, coming, coming soon. It will be measured in the nanometers. We're not quite sure which one we're going to go with, but what about AMD GPUs in your mobile device? Could this be the second coming of the N gauge? <laughs> is this Tony Hawk? But with ray tracing, playing on a. Yes, like yes, a, it is. Yeah, it was it, the best one I could find. What a delightful handheld system this was did you know it was also a phone yeah of course it was was it 3g i don't remember if it was 3g oh no this might be two this might be gsm okay it was a way it was a way back but yeah so uh samsung uh fabricator of our favorite amd chips uh their exynos is, is bailing on Qualcomm, they're going for uh, our DNA too. Oh man, uh, this is interesting because I, I'm looking at my cell phone, and actually I'm yelling at it because it was an email I didn't really want. And now I'm the news boss is saying that variable refresh rates and ray tracing might soon be coming to my cell phone because uh, the the mobile RX six thousand series is going to actually be adopted by samsung now this is brilliant for amd this is more cash for amd to come in uh, which is always great I'm, I'm i'm just sort of thinking like i don't play games on my phone i don't know many people that do but if you did they might be really excited about this <laughs> me i'm just more excited about amd making a little bit more money so that uh the amount of money that they make in a quarter isn't what Intel finds on their couch, just <laughs> randomly scattered around. So you know, I, I am kind of excited about it in the way that, you know, this is a brilliant thing for AMD to actually be moving into a, yet another market. But on the other hand, I'm, yeah, okay, uh, usage scenario is not coming to me. Think about this. Okay, Maybe Steam recently has been talking about the Steam Pal. So they're going to have some Nintendo Switch kind of device, like a handheld PC. Something like this is interesting because then it gives you a low-power SoC, high-powered graphics, variable refresh, which would be very important 
on a small device trying to play a AAA game title on it. So let's pause right here to hear from podcast sponsor number two. Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? Is your statement filled with computer parts and technology purchases like mine is? Sometimes high interest rates can make it difficult to pay down that debt, but Upstart can help. Join the thousands of people that have made that final credit card payment. To find out how Upstart and their AI lending platform can lower your monthly payments today, visit upstart.com slash PCPer. They've got a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, and it's all done online. You could be paying off credit cards, doing a high-interest consolidation, or just refunding personal expenses. Over half a million people have already used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. They carefully consider your income and employment history, which allows them to offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online check, you can see where you'd be at for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. Actual available loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information you provided in your loan application. Hey, affordable credit matters. It's a fact of life, unfortunately. You should feel empowered to take control of your debt and financial future. That's upstart.com slash PCPer. Don't forget to use our URL so they know that we sent you over. Go to upstart.com slash PCPer and get started today. We return to talk about the thinnest of mini ITX form factors. You may not know this, but there's mini ITX and then there's Is it Waffa? Thin. Waffa it's thin? It's Waffa. Waffa thin. It's just Has like a rock. thin bend. No stranger to the thing. unusual form factor and combination of things. They've produced an AM4 motherboard in thin mini ITX. Here's a look at the back plate. I, I love how it accents the number of sockets it has. Look at that power or connector. Oh, yeah. Wow. Kind of a lap- oh. standard laptop power connector. I Wait, have is that a generic <clears throat> thin is that mini a serial, Yeah, is that a serial port or yes. v- yeah, Brad, I'm glad VGA. you brought that up because not only Sorry, does this <laughs> tout the fact that it has USB Type C, and they call it out right here in the graphic, it has uh-huh. USB Type C next to a serial connection. There's okay, I'm more interested. Old versus new. There's no PS2 so, port, but apart from that, <laughs> I'm amazed. Yeah, and you know what? They have not included the, the useless audio ports. See those two? They have the mic and out. Because like what are the other ones for? What are the other ones for? I don't know. <laughs> uh, line in. But hey, you know, it's fine. Yeah, uh, whatever. It's, it's some sort of virtual thing, Brett. Don't worry yeah. about it. This Middle The only speaker. concern here, really, besides the uh, you know non-existent power delivery, will be the fact that this is based on a very low-end chipset. I, I don't think it's the A320 again. It might be. I used an ECS board with one of those, and it's it's rather limited. But... You know, it's it supports um, up to four thousand series APUs. I'm guessing maybe it would support the five thousands too. I just like thin mini ITX. Now you have a AM4 option from ASRock on the market. So, di- um, Ericon from Discord accurately points out that as a protocol, they're all serial. He's right. Okay, what is it? RS two thirty two. It's an RS two thirty two port. We should have said RS two three two. Yes. To be correct. absolutely nine correct. pin RS232. You are technically correct. The best so, kind of correct. <laughs> okay, what is this story that made its way onto the list? Jeremy, do you know something about because this? Because at the, at the end of all time, it's just to create the year of the desktop. Take the it. year of the desktop computer, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm still going to drink out of that hose this summer. <laughs> out of the fire hose? Is this a fire? It looks like a, just a standard. 
garden. No, it's a, a it's a kink. kinking an awful lot. It's, it's I, I was looking for you know a visual pun about the the problems we're having with delivering things through the supply chain. Oh, or were it's you just also... doing your routine search for kinky hose, and then this <laughs> came up? I guarantee you yes. that it's did you did hose. you misspell? Did you misspell hose? It auto, it was an autocorrect. Oh no, I always spell it that way. It's oh okay. I really like UHF, so when I, I when I want kinky hose, I get kinky oh. hose. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I did not. I did not foresee this. I did not. <laughs> you had to know. All right, I totally knew. The hose Desktop knows. Renaissance. I yes. okay. I, okay. I, I guess it makes sense if laptops are really in short supply, but we need there. You go. Integrated. You win graphics. the thousand dollar prize. <laughs> I, I looked at the article. There the are no notebooks, so I, I, companies are thinking about going back to desktops and. The funny thing about a desktop is you don't necessarily have to buy a discrete GPU and you sure as hell don't have to buy a panel. You, that that 16 inch from uh, 2016 that we still have hanging around is good yeah. enough. Yeah. It just plugs in. Away you go. Just put so, VGA out yeah. on it. A lot of mini PCs have VGA out. That's going to be the future. Uh, a lot mini of things PCs. have VGA out and that's still good. It's the future. Because otherwise, you've got an HDMI out on there and the DVI or a display port and DVI in on the monitor from no, the no, same no. supplier. Because some analog, analog video on that. Yeah. No, we're, we're looking at uh, a jump of about 18 to 20%, or about uh, 357 million units of uh, desktop computers, more than we saw. About this time last year. It's it's good news. It's bad news. The, the fact that, you know, the desktop computer is dead. Has been for 10, 12 years now. I think I've been writing those headlines that the desktop computer is dead. All hail the new desktop computer that's still coming back. And you've also looking at uh, a lot of us that the enthusiasts that literally the only way you can get your hands on a new GPU right now is to buy a really expensive package. And by that, I mean a case, a CPU, a motherboard and everything else, which is wrapped nicely around the GPU that you actually wanted. Hopefully you give it away to a friend or something. It's, it's interesting because there is a huge shortage and companies love that because that, Demand, demand goes up, so does price. This will be, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to find where, where it is about Gartner. It's, it's about eight years, I think, since we've seen a, a swing in desktops up of this big. It's relatively interesting, but Apple. Yeah, yeah, Brett, I'm looking at you. Wait, is this the year uh, of the iMac? Is that what you're saying? This, it's, it's available. No, all those no, they're reselling the freaking trash can. The, uh, they're sorry, reselling what? the trash can. Really? That's available I'm again? Sorry. Yes, a 2.7 gigahertz, 12 core Intel Xeon E5 processor, 64 gigs of DDR3 RAM, 1 terabyte PCI storage, two AMD Fire Pro D700 GPUs, and 6 gigabytes GDR5 RAM for about I mean, 6,000 pounds. Where is this available? 
It's the fire pros that really dragged that down after a period of time. Uh, well, because that was Apple's fault. They oh, designed yeah. a specific skew for the fire pros that went in there. You couldn't just mm-hmm. drop any old fire pro in there. You Correct. Because they had a thermal uh, situation going on as well as because a it was stuck limitation. in a trash can. Okay, there was that. Yeah, that was probably it. Yeah. I mean, no, as far the, as you know. These apparently have spiked in price. So the desktop sales are getting weird at the same time as they're getting good. And I hate to say it, but my advice is if you're looking for a brand new graphics card, you're going to have to buy it in a system. But don't spend five grand on an old trash can Mac Pro. It's, it's finally here. The desktop has made its triumphant return to dominance <clears throat> based only on the scarcity of laptops, which is what everybody actually wants to buy. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's a tiny percentage of, of enthusiasts like us who want a desktop. Yeah. It's time for Picks of the Week. And Josh, you are first on Smoking the through this. Speaking about hot air, sometimes you need air in your tires. So I got one of this for my son who's going away from college to college. Uh, it's a, oh. a reasonable. It was less than $59 when I bought it. It was like 40% off when it was coupon. On sale. Look at this. 30%, 30% off. Oh. Click, click it, click it, click it. Uh, oh, oh, just, no, just, no, don't, don't oh, do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Edit point. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Josh. Like anybody hey, can I'm not anyway. in charge of clicking things. That's fine. But anyway, if your Prime member is like $47 and uh, dual copper piston, supposedly better longevity, it uh, fill up a tire uh, on your car in about 100 seconds, which if you've had one of those old pancake pumps, it takes five to six minutes per tire to get it up. And then you're starting to heat that puppy up where it's unusable. And so this is a, a nice design. The only thing I don't like is I, I'd rather have an analog gauge than a digital one. Digital ones kind of tend sure. to be more, they're not as robust as the tried and true, you know, pressure old sensor. Metal pen. Yeah. I don't yeah. like the pen. Yeah, it just. Uh, the pen tells you exactly what's going on, Sebastian. After you lose yeah. like five pounds of pressure getting a good connection to the pen. Okay, that's, that's fair. About the third time. So you, you don't anyway. got to average it. It's like the first reading, it could have been an outlier. Second reading, third reading. Well, you so need anyway. one of these things that Josh is talking no, about. No, I'm, I'm so talking about a, a regular pressure on. gauge. A, a radial dial pressure gauge on a lot of the older... And still some, yep. rather than the digital gauge, so you can tell. But anyway, yeah. Regardless, yeah. Uh, it, it seems well built. It's got the light. It's got all the accessories. It'll pump up to 150 psi, so it's 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 got everything under 50 bucks on sale. And you know what? Uh, everybody should have something like this in their car. It's just too stinking oh. handy. Especially if your girlfriend deflates. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> Did you just say that? You just said that. <laughs> I had to. I am sorry. I had to. Okay. Uh, but I tell you, you got to be careful of the 150 psi models. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Too much. Too much the pressure. Beat the surprise. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Jeremy, did you really don't want to go any further? Had to. Uh, I see that Jeremy is aspiring to uh, 
Oh yeah, I found it. I found it. Okay, what is it? I found a Bitcoin mining PSU. It's on sale too. (laughs) Okay, how is it supposed to be two thousand watts? (laughs) I don't know. It's both. Okay, if it's it's not less power, they probably do two thousand watts. Uh, Out of a twenty amp outlet, maybe. Yeah. Well, if it's maybe if it's uh t- if it's um European uh voltages. Oh, yeah, maybe. and European and Asian okay. are, are what 240? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I but it's 240. Yeah. 240 so it's not. Now, we do dual 240 120. But you you got to put a proper F. Did, did you enough. see that? Did you see that on the yeah. picture that he scrolled past? It said two I've never seen that. 260. Before. Okay, hold on. I, I like it in the description at Newegg. How to power on this device? At first, you must use the twenty-four, <laughs> the twenty plus four pin connector. Then connect the power supply with power cable. Now you can power on this device. First, See? first make make a phone call to your power company. Say, yes. hey, I'm yes. powering up the aspiring. 260 volt base on above you, you don't want to be like those people in your in london that got busted because people thought they were running a uh pot growing shop and it, no it was just a bitcoin mine <laughs> but if, if you keep going they're still stealing oh, electricity yeah. well no they just uh it was no, a they were stealing deal. electricity from neighbors all right they probably were mm. okay this is made I mean, of a high would... quality metal shell not easily broken very durable. Not easy broken. So, not easily broken. Yes. So, not so, easy wait a minute, hold on. Broken. Max power so output eighteen hundred watts. Liars. Yep. This is not two thousand watts. When is eighteen hundred two thousand? It's not. Jeremy, this is shameful. <laughs> is this not beautiful? <laughs> it is. And it's actually And I don't know way. how, but if I get it on overview, I've got this. Beautiful picture of a 2000 mining power supply use active PSC with just like all these cards connected to it. And I know for a fact, because I looked into it, it doesn't actually have that many power supplies <laughs> or power cords for a, uh, uh, what is that, 246, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, well, I mean, 19. Why wouldn't it be a night? Just split them. You just split them again, right? And then split them again and split mm-hmm. them again. So, yes, uh, we now have Bitcoin mining PSUs. I think everyone should know about this. Well, there's mining motherboards. It makes sense there'd be mining-specific PSUs. Yeah, well, that was just because it had 12 PSE, PCIe thir- E's yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah. This is just someone trying to rip someone off, and I find it absolutely hilarious. It's just $254. Buy one today. Oh, and don't make sure the temperature doesn't exceed 50 degrees Celsius. It will damage itself. (laughs) (laughs) High quality components. All right. Oh, yes. Brett, your pick. All right. All right. Well, Kent brought this up a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a week ago or so. And he was doing some uh, thermal testing with, uh, I think it was the Be Quiet uh, cooler, that $25 cooler that turned out to be actually a pretty good deal. These are thermal interface sheets, IC graphite thermal pads that are actually totally for real. These things, I, I got a couple of them. They looks like, you know, they're working really well, very robust, as long as you're not, you know, tearing them or anything. Just be careful in the reusable. So if you're into kind of changing uh, things around and uh, 
doing some testing. This is a really nice thermal interface material to do that. And the price is very reasonable. It's only, it's like 15, 16 bucks for a couple of them. You can spend, you know, eight bucks for roughly, you know, one of them uh, and you can continuously reuse it. So if you're going to try and figure out like, hey, which thermal solution am I going to use that's going to be best on, you know, whatever device you're applying it to, this is a great way to figure that out. But what if I have to ask the company how thick the pad should be? Exactly. As long what as if- it's not Asus, then you're fine. Right. Are you, I'm sorry, are you Asus? Willing- to disclose the thickness of these pads, or is that proprietary? I'm going to go get a set of digital calipers, and I I swear I will announce the thickness of the IC Diamond pad on next week's podcast. But so does, tune in. Does IC Diamond disclose? That's the a thickness? very personal. I don't. Personal I don't disclosure, care. and I appreciate. I it. will. I will spill the the info on this. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're going to scoop this and give everybody the thickness of the IC Diamond pads. I don't care. He don't care. I don't care. I'm like Honey Bear. He don't care. Badger. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. <laughs> honey Badger. That's what I said. That's what I said the second time. My pick. Sebastian, do you have a pick? I do. Uh, it's something that I've been using since I started doing the show. Well, since I started producing it. Don't give me an opening like that. Now, this is something that actually Ken told me about years ago. He's like, throw it on the level. Okay, you're making it worse. And it's a, it's a free utility. Mineral oil. It used to be from the Conversations Network. They stopped uh, supporting it in 2012. You can still download it. It works just fine on Windows 10. And there's a Mac version. If you go to the Mac App Store, you can download it for the latest Mac OS. But it's from a different developer for some reason. It works exactly the same way. But it's called The Levelator. And this show, I'll export the audio as a WAV file. I'll drag it into The Levelator. It works its magic. It does multiple things. It does loudness it does compression it tries to find the quiet passages and make them match the loud passages so if not everybody's the same level on the show it will do a reasonable job it's never perfect but it's way better than the original output whatever comes out of level later is what you hear in the finished podcast every week that actually sounds like us it's never perfect but whatever comes out is okay yes Check it out. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And That's uh, what free is. It's, yes. And, and it also doesn't cost any money. You don't have to send them any money. Okay. So it doesn't is cost it, anything. Right. Because <laughs> it's free. Do you, <laughs> does anybody else have anything this week? I'm going to die. Okay. Yeah, I think I am too. If we're, if we're still alive next week. I just week, want a store <sighs> that sells fuses again. I want a store that sells fusion. All right, see you guys next week. See you later. Good night. Mm-hmm.